Okay, Jared Borkowski, Sound Guitar Lessons, soundguitarlessons.com in Seattle. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, so after uh, we have uh, said that intro, um, it's always weird doing that intro because we'd been talking before and now we're apparently first starting to talk, but there you go. Um, so the way these things usually start is I ask you um, how you started playing. Sure, yeah, I started playing probably in a very typical kind of guitar player uh, variety where I was just during that kind of preteen age where like you start to get your own taste for things and, and music starts to seem cool. I mean, I was never really, uh, music wasn't really something on my radar as, as a kid until I was about 11 years old when like, and this is in the nineties, when grunge was like such a huge thing and like Green Day was, you know, blowing up and, you and live stuff in like Seattle. that. And I live in Seattle. And so, yeah, so there was there that era in Seattle was, yeah, grunge was was a big thing. And I, I just hooked into that. I was into just the, just, of course, there's like kind of an image and a vibe, you know, of, of getting into any pop culture um especially like a uh, music movement like that but um but yeah it's just an unbelievable feeling and an escape i mean the feeling that i got from from discovering my own taste in music i mean i was a kid but prior to that i was you know the only music was like oh weird owl songs are you know funny and stuff like that but but getting into these these bands and i was into everything i was listening to like mc hammer and stuff like that so at around a, age 11 i just got into um listening to music and just totally escaping it and and the the feeling that I got from that is still just the most magical um memory for me and and I I would say that every day when I play music I'm kind of chasing what I expect I'm, I'm sure that's common for a lot of people but I'm kind of like after that that and you're listening um, to and you're listening to what you're listening to tapes you're listening to the radio tapes yeah and and cds so tapes a lot of tapes and cds and then and um, and I was always very creative. Like prior to music, I was I did a lot of drawing and doodling and, and poet writing poetry. I would like write poetry in this kind of in the style of Shel Silverstein or like you know I was very always creative. And and um, so when I got into just that that music escape and uh, listening to tapes and CDs and stuff like that, I also had like little tape recorders. So I would start singing little songs and making things up and stuff like that. And then, um, you know, guitar was the big thing because of the because of the rock and crunch era. So my uncle had a guitar that he was like, hey, I bought this, I never learned it, you can you can have this. It was it was um, a flying V, like a white flying V guitar, like total 80s, like hairband rock star guitar. And you can't even sit with it without it right. like sliding off your knee. And uh, it was just funny. So that was my first guitar. And I just like dived in and, and just started like, making things up and I had a assistant Make sense to you right away or um you know it's really interesting I I um like the kinesthetic like physical part of it did um and the I always I was like into gymnastics and I juggled and rode the unicycle like as a kid I was doing a lot of like physical kind of athletic things so like getting into like physical technique of it and like strumming and like feeling a beat like that and like getting chord shapes down that I feel like I just I was just in it right away and I had I had a couple people show me a couple things like oh check out you know like we all do here's a couple of chords or whatever um as far as the like 
music kind of musical brain part i i didn't really have that and that was that's always been and still is a big a big struggle for me i went to i ended up um going to music school much later and getting into the musicianship classes like ear training and stuff like that i was like whoa no one ever told me about this i was so kind of just physical like playing and just feeling the feelings and not really tracking you know not really hearing the pitches in my head so much so stuff i had to really work on but to go back to the kind of linear story of it um all i wanted to do was make up my own stuff so i just started writing songs playing years of just playing and making up songs without i never i even actively felt like i didn't want to learn anybody else's music for a long time um but i did start taking guitar lessons and i just wanted to play as much music as possible so i got into like middle school jazz band and you know um was a horrible so this is, this is yeah. your first instrument guitar yeah you didn't yeah. play like trumpet or something in the band before it was just like bam you know there, guitar. there was yeah there was like the option to um like fourth grade elementary school do you want to play something and i chose saxophone and did it for like one day and i was like and i just didn't do it anymore after that so i was it's gotcha. funny as an adult i'm so different that when i was a kid i was just really nearly like i was a horrible student i wasn't discipline anyone it's typical of you know a lot of kids but i really didn't practice i really didn't you know do it nowadays i'm very kind of structured and, and practice and, and and all of that kind of making up for for how sloppy i was back then but my creativity was just driving me so i would just you know i did take guitar lessons and everything i learned i would just you know compose and, and write something and then eventually that turned into finding a few friends when we started a band we had that band for like 10 years and just played a bunch around the city played some of the festivals around here and like shows and gigs and got a little bit of a, a following did some like recordings and stuff like that and that was just my whole identity because we were in high school when when we broke up and everyone kind of went off their separate ways i was like well, what, what the hell am i going to do now so i i uh looked into well if i'm going to go to college i just want to do music and university of washington is right in the neighborhood here and i looked into it and they, they said you have to if you want to do music here as a guitarist, you have to learn classical guitar. So I was like, all right. So I got a class, I got a classical guitar, started practicing. That was my first time of like, okay, I'm going to actually practice, actually be studious, actually be. And I took it super seriously and, and auditioned and thankfully got in. And then from there, it's been uh, more of a kind of balanced with the academic kind of element in, you know, in my musicianship. And, and from there, as far as teaching goes, it's, it's just such a natural path. If someone's studying music, I mean, teaching is, is, it's a way to make some money. It's a way to help people and connect with them. And, and it's just the opportunity. So many people want to learn music. It's such a amazing opportunity to give back and, and, um, and make a living doing it. Yeah. Was it weird to go, I want to return to that, but was it yeah. weird to go and start like from self-taught flying V guitar, uh, making up your own stuff to uh big wide neck classical guitar learning what is like the same mechanics or the same same kind of like game board but a very different uh plan of attack like was that a weird thing or was it a natural leap were there were there things that you, when you started um essentially like reading music and and playing that way you kind of flash back to your original flying v days and be like oh that would like talk to me about that transition um reading music was incredibly challenging to start doing 
um definitely the classical guitar is an awkward just it feels like a completely different instrument compared to an electric guitar or an acoustic guitar it, it's it's so different the string the distance of the strings the feeling that the finger style technique however um i i mean it's a great question by the time i decided to um go that route i was just simply so determined that um my mindset was completely different than before. I wasn't expecting it to be what music was to me before that, which was that it's just this kind of anything goes expression of myself. I don't really care if someone else likes it or not. I was, it was like so authentic and still, I mean, my life goal is to, is to get back to that authenticity. And, and, you know, now I have all these other things I fell in love with. I fell in love with classical guitar and jazz guitar and, you know, so I'm juggling all of those things at this point and, and just essentially trying to find find my voice. But um, I'd say I was just on such a mission to 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 um, gain my musicianship uh, and kind of catch up for lost time in a way because I never was studious before that. I just really fully shifted. So, um, yeah, it was hard and it was strange and it was different, but I was I was. Um, you know, I changed along with it. Uh, I changed to in the way I needed to change to adopt uh, the habits that I needed to to make that happen. Um, and I will say that it also was a, a absolute flood of emotions in a positive way because I was now studying, you know, playing music written by composers and and learning. And and I was starting to teach around this that that time too, where that's when I started playing a lot of other people's music because people would come wanting to play songs. So I'd figure it out off the recording, teach it to them. So I was getting exposed to the value of the amazing like depth and world of of oh yeah, why why am I not playing other people's why am I not studying and absorbing as much music as I possibly can still my main kind of identity being this kind of wanting to just be creative but realizing ooh if i if i can um speak this language in these various ways and play music other people wrote especially masters throughout history it's going to influence my uh creativity it's going to influence just my ability to express myself in a, in a deeper way in a more profound way so that is why i feel like that's true with almost everything like there's a lot of things where and I, I have this feel. I have this feeling if I'm doing maybe some visual design work or other things, like you yeah. want to try to do everything. You want to have everything come. You don't. You kind of want to guard yourself against other people's ideas. Almost just like, nope, I don't want to see it. Don't want to see it. I want to make sure this is an original idea. Da, 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 da. And then once in a while, you'll poke your head up and look around at how other people have seen the same, tried to express the same thing, solve the same problem, do this other thing, and then yeah, every so often you forget that other people have ideas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like you, yeah. and I feel like it's not me, it's not true in music or just true in music or visual designer or, or um, software or anything really like there, there's, there's always that kind of ping pong between, well, if you're only looking outward, you're not really creating anything new, but if you're only looking inward, like you're, you're kind of uh, cheating yourself of you yeah. know, hundreds of years of, uh, ideas like that yeah. you have access to it's pretty wild and anything you come up with is kind of like reinventing the wheel right like you'll think yeah. it's this amazing thing and realize oh this is nothing compared to what's out there so yeah it is this balance of can't be all the way on one side can't be all the way on the other side just like you said yeah totally true talk to me about your own your own like performing composing during this time like while you're at you said it's university of washington 
Yeah. While um, you're while you're in school, like, ha and your band had broken up, like, are you thinking of, well, I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna make my, I'm gonna be a solo person, play my own shows, or I'm gonna try to find another band, or I'm gonna take a break for a while. Like, what what's your kind of vibe at that time? Kind of all of them. My top priority was to again just play this guy like i'm getting in the music school where where like okay classical guitar department they had a jazz department i got into the jazz department i was doing both of these things then i was kind of i was majoring in jazz and classical guitar and i and i just you know full-on imposter syndrome felt like i don't belong here you know i'm playing with people who started playing classical guitar when they were six years old mm. and, and stuff like that and playing with these jazz musicians who like really were the jazz kids you know in where they're like doing all the festivals in middle school and high school and and just like, and and to me, I was always exposed to, you know, when I, whenever I was exposed to that stuff, I was just taking it and just kind of doing my own creative thing. So I think um, just musicianship wise, I was so triggered by the environment I was in. I was just, I was like, I can't afford not to practice as much as possible. I got, got into that, just like practice, 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 practice. And I love practicing. I still love practicing. And my biggest challenge today is, is how do I balance, you know, the practicing musicianship kind of repertoire all, all this stuff with kind of the the creative stuff that that I still want to do as well but um but to, to answer your question about the creative aspect being a part of that um I simply can't um I, I can't contain it so it, it always always especially as I learn more stuff as I practiced you know learning Bach loop suites and stuff like, I mean just anything I played I would I would start to be creative with it and and I would just record the ideas and and have just this huge archive of of kind of creative stuff then definitely looking to start a band and also doing you know solo stuff as well um and doing a lot of composing in school so i would bring in you know original stuff to to like jazz ensemble class or something like that or you know try to compose compose a classical piece for myself with the technique i learned or something like that um again all because i kind of couldn't stop it if i could stop it i probably would have put it on hold because i was more concerned about just you know needing to play catch up musicianship wise yeah um, but after kind of getting feeling like i did catch up a little bit um i started a band uh called operation id in school and it was a it was a we we were the department we had in the jazz department was like very um, free improvisation focused, very kind of experimental avant-garde free improvisation. Um, and that band was super, super fun, super unique. We were basically like uh, improvisation oriented. It was basically like a prog rock experimental jazz fusion kind of thing, just like all over the map, weirdness, whatever. We didn't care. We just did whatever we wanted. It was extremely cathartic and creative and we played a bunch of shows and, and it did did a lot around around the city so that that band was a huge uh creative outlet and then i started doing a lot of recording too and kind of getting into how can i kind of keep my songwriting going and, and stuff like that so um yeah i mean it's just always been a trying to spin a bunch of plates at once yeah <laughs> yeah which I'm, i mean i know it's that way for a lot of people I, and it seems like it continues to be for you, like just checking out all the stuff you're doing. Like there's not one thing I imagine that you're spending your time with. Um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's challenging um, with, I mean, even with the YouTube channel, uh, we talked about this before recording, but um, yeah, but uh, you know, my, my main central concern with it is to just be consistent with, with posting videos. 
um, which is so important for me because if I thought any, if I, if it was any other thing, I would just freeze. You know, I would just wait. I'd think if I either thought it had to be the best thing or if I had to get things figured out before doing it, uh, two years ago by and I wouldn't post anything, which is like, you know, um, is kind of how, how I think a lot of us operate. And so just jumping in and, and forcing myself to do it. That being said, I'm, I'm struggling right now with kind of like, what's, what's my, who am I even teaching? You know, I'm like doing my best with every lesson, but because I'm interested in so many things, it's kind of like going all these different directions, which I think is a good process to go through. So I don't, you know, it's just, it's just where I'm at now and, and thinking what's the, you know, what's the voice I want to have in that. I think, I I feel like I got to say though, um, like just uh, checking out some of your stuff, like the focus was one of the things that impressed me so much. Like, I don't Ah. know like your on your Instagram page, how you have like all the different groups of things. And um, I like how you have the curated collections of stuff on your YouTube page. Like, it seems like you're at least asking the questions. It doesn't seem at all scattered from my perspective, but that kind of like brings up another point, which is like, doesn't it stress you out having to think like, should I be focusing? Like I, I happen to notice that like, your YouTube page is, is updated super regularly, but, and I'm the worst guilty person of this. I, I'm terrible at social media and trying to be better and learning what mm. to do and whatever, but um, mm-hmm. it seems like it's, you you are spending, you've kind of chosen YouTube as like the thing. And then the other ones are kind of like, can you talk a little bit about your thought process? Why, you, why you're hard on YouTube and why, does it stress you out like having to deal with all of these different social platforms do you think they're important how do they fit into your i guess marketing for your for your business yeah i mean it's definitely marketing i mean people don't like that word but it is it is what it is and and if if you don't like the word then it's just simply um how do you get people to know about what you're doing who didn't know it before that's all it is and um perfectly reasonable no matter what you're doing in the world right so you don't have to call it marketing i'm just you know saying that for those out there that you know especially artists feel weird about saying marketing it's like whatever you can call it whatever you want but it's 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 trying to um help people who might be interested in what you're doing know about you who didn't know about you before but um yeah i would say um yes i think about i think about it and have thought about it a lot a lot i always i do still um i enjoy the um the challenge of this of the kind of like kind of giving stuff out there and expose exposure and whatnot um it's it stresses me out but not in the way that i think you're asking about because i have i have a pretty solid kind of strategy that i feel like um is is what it, it excites me about the you know, marketing, if we want to call it that, um, and, and, or just getting, putting stuff out there. Um, and the, the thing that stresses me out is, is getting to having the time to do the, do it the way that I want to do it. So like, for me, the future of that means that I'll, I'll want to be, I won't be able to do kind of the vision that I actually have for it unless I get help, you know, unless I get like a team of people to help with me, uh, help, help me do that. Um, but as far as YouTube, versus other things goes super, super intentional because um, YouTube is, um, it, it's the, it's a, like right now I am focusing on YouTube and then I'm using whatever else, if I'm using it at all, just to update and point to, hey, I put up a lesson, you know, if gotcha. you, like Instagram right now, at least I'm only putting up once a week. Today I posted a lesson, just so you know, 
Um, I know that that's not going to grow my Instagram account, but I don't really care that much about the Instagram account. The main reason is that on YouTube, I'm getting uh, kind of ranked in the search engine for videos I made two years ago. And on Instagram, there's no chance of that happening. It's just not it's just not as much leverage, right? And and also I, I like going deep. I like kind of more long form content in general. I like long form podcast, um, you know, but I'm trying to think of, you know, what's actually gonna make an impact. I think Instagram is, is very surface. Um, and a lot of a lot of platforms are, are very kind of surface level and, and or not long lasting. And it's such a good point about like the, like the other platforms being very treadmilly, right? Like, it, yeah. like yeah. I don't you've got a library on your YouTube channel. Sorry, sorry to talk over you. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm glad that you, you I, that you agree too. It um I, I see them as completely different platforms. I know people think of them as like, oh, what social media are you gonna use? Are you gonna use YouTube? Are you gonna use Instagram? I see them as actually totally different things. So because one is like the YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. People go to it to search for things. And it's just, you know, it's something that you know, if you go search for something, you might find a video that's useful for you that someone posted six years ago. Again, not going to happen on, on Instagram. At the same time, like I, I mean, I like the idea. I put out some like short, you know, real clips, video clips that did some TikTok stuff. I experimented, experimented with that a while ago and got some good results with it that I, that I'm excited about. It's just, I don't have the time to keep doing that again, without maybe having some help of someone who can cut up little clips of the videos because the videos have the the videos I'm making I think have a lot of good things in them that could be cut up into you know little Instagram clips and stuff like that that's the vision that I have for you know for using that platform as opposed to making something um, exclusively for for that platform um, so so not only is it kind of long term just the better platform and just the more secure kind of solid platform because also I have you know, just um, ways that I actually create the content to, to try to make sure it's something that people are searching for. But um, what I was saying about, oh, I forgot, I forgot my train of thought. But about anyway, a library, get... like, I, I, you know, what actually, yeah. what you, when you were saying kind of triggered me, I don't know if you, there was like a, a like a, a, a Mr. Rogers moment, like five years ago, when there were mm -hmm. all these different things about Mr. Rogers. And one of the things that I remember from that time was, his intention for that show was always for it to be a library mm -hmm. but essentially he would he so he intentionally didn't go back over and and cover concepts that he'd covered in the past because his intention was also was always to create like this time capsule where it's like okay mm -hmm. we're doing a week about grief um now we have a week about grief and it, yeah. for it to be like run in the future like okay we're doing mm -hmm. a week about you know brushing your teeth whatever um that brushing your teeth is not a very mr rogers topic like you probably you did feel it, about brushing yeah. your teeth is right. maybe like yeah um, <laughs> how do you feel about hygiene? like yeah feeling scared about going to the dentist or something like yeah. that i don't know but yeah. anyway that I, that was such an interesting like behind like insight into the person making this thing who is not just thinking about making a show but was thinking about like oh i'm creating an ecosystem that will outlive me basically i mean i know that's not an entirely your yeah. point and what you're doing but uh it's it, is there it seems like there's something in that there that you're you're interested in one interest in the kind of content you make on youtube is that it creates this thing that's bigger than than what gets published yes um i think the the build of, build of the body of work it does feel like a body of work and something like 
the treadmill version of Instagram. It, it can feel that way, but it like, if someone asks me a question, I get people asking me questions all the time, reaching out. And if it's something I made a video about, I can just send them a quick link to it. I mean, it is, and, and I, what I love about this, you know, teaching music, teaching guitar lessons is that it's totally like, it, it's, it's not a tech review. It's going to be, it's going to be equally valuable 20 years from now. Like, right. It, talking about a music theory analysis or uh technique or something like that it's like it's it's totally evergreen as they say um but yeah well, not the, in not in the metaverse uh is it not <laughs> in the metaverse i feel like you could sit down in the metaverse and then they'll have like a wall projection of, of like two-dimensional videos that you that you there'll be little theaters where you watch yeah you got me <laughs> um I want to I want to kind of pivot into how all this kind of fits into your traditional teaching. What your kind of mix of how you spend your time these days is. Um, you still teach in person students or a remote one on one students, I guess I should say. Like, how does that fit with the kinds of things you do that are more for a broad audience? The kinds of things you do probably I imagine you still play your own music and and that fits into your time. Like, how does your time split up between those kinds of different things that you do? related to music or related to um to your practice yeah as far as teaching private students goes just to comment on that and and how different it is from from teaching to a broad audience oh my gosh it couldn't be more different it's great you know to, I, i've been teaching private lessons i started teaching about 20 years ago private lessons and um you know got quite comfortable with it over time and, and it's it's a rewarding you know amazing experience and I got really good at what you need to do for private lessons, which is listening, asking questions, helping them, you know, go a direction they want to go, um, giving feedback, all of these things that actually you can't do at all when creating a video for, you know, a huge group of people. So with private lessons, um, I was able to take the variety of things that I've always been interested in and really, really, really help somebody with it, right? So I was teaching classical lessons, and then right after that, I might have a jazz student who is, you know, one person is like 100% classical, they see me as their classical teacher. Next student, 100% jazz, they see me as their jazz teacher. Somebody else doing, you know, helping them with uh, arranging their, their songwriting into, you know, producing it in, in, a, uh, in the recording software. And um, so there were like these little micro, you know, super focused uh, teaching sessions and, you know, with that experience, I felt like, yeah, I can start posting some of this, some of this teaching stuff online. And as soon as I started doing it, I was like, oh, th this is really tricky. And there's, you know, I mentioned it earlier that I, I still feel scattered. And I appreciate you saying that it doesn't seem that way from, from the outside. Um, I, I think internally, I'm still just like, this is really hard to have one lesson speak to a bunch of people where, where what I've gotten so used to is asking one person, how can I help you? What's and the difference? So, um, the difference is that I'm worried about overall um, ha having it seem scattered, I guess, having it feel like, okay, well, th maybe this video is right for any, any video or any lesson or any topics is gonna be right for somebody. But then the person who just watched a different video and sees this one is like, oh wait, this is not 
you know, my teacher after all. So it's totally in my head stuff that really probably no one else cares about. But, uh, but I think, you know, you're asking about social media and you're, you know, doing a podcast and stuff like that. I think it's valid stuff to work through that you're really thinking, who is my audience? And I think that's, that's what it is. When I'm teaching one-on-one, my audience is very clear. It's one person that I can say, hey, what's your main, you know, concern, question, issue, how's practicing going? What are you inspired by? How can I help you the best I can possibly help you right now and and then do that for them um, and then you know with the with the whole like who is my audience thing uh, that that really shifts right now I'm certainly focused on every single video I'm like okay for the right person this video is going to be great maybe that's all there is to it maybe that's all it needs to be and that over time there's such a variety of things that that's you know that that's okay so it's again it's all internal stuff that is um, which is why the consistency matters so much. And I would say that to anybody out there as a musician, as a, you know, putting, if you're trying to do social media in any way or whatever, I think just um, starting way before you're ready. Same with like, write a song, same with uh, trying to go perform, you know, whatever. And you hear that advice, you know, all over the place, but man, it's so true just to, just <laughs> to go for it. Cause it's not going to get sorted out without, without going for it. I don't know if that answers your question, but it does. It totally does. I mean, it was a leading question. I, I know, I understand that it's very different. Like the, um, the, and I didn't answer, I I didn't address the part we asked about just my time in general. Oh yeah. That was was just the difference of, uh, purpose or or not. What's that? On purpose, didn't answer it or not? No, I didn't. I I just, I just forgot to get around to it because I got so into that, in that between the difference between, uh, teaching YouTube and, and teaching private lessons. Um, so I'm, I'm still teaching some private lessons, but not as much as I, as I was before, um, because I have courses that I'm selling and, you know, I have the audience growing on, on YouTube and that's starting to supplement things. And, and so I'm able to cut down a little bit, still doing, definitely still doing some of it. And I think it would be weird to not do it because it's very inspiring, you know, so the right amount of it is kind of what I'm, what I've been looking for. And, and for a while I was doing a ton of it because it was how I was, you know, exclusively making my living. But um, now it's nice to have more of a variety of things. And because I, can, because I do have a little more of that leeway now too, the kind of artistic creativity crisis comes back up, you know, as, as you know, maybe it'll always be there, but I'm, uh, I, I love, love, love just practicing. And I try to, um, you know, have my practicing focus towards some kind of outlet for, for the last few years. My outlet has been the YouTube channel. So I'm like, oh, I get to, demonstrate this thing so i'll use it on the youtube channel but i'm starting to you know get some uh, i'm starting to feel it bubbling up that i'm like okay i need i need something you know even more than this where which is probably going to start to be some posts that are exclusively some videos that are just like performance videos you know just actual arrangements or um exclusively that and then i can teach lessons based on how i prepared for that performance or something like that Um, i feel like there's probably a lot of people that find it all yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot of people that follow you on on YouTube that would be very excited to hear you doing that. Uh, just just see you like cause there's this weird um, thing that happens with celebrity and celebrity meaning just like somebody that is known to many people, not necessarily like a actor or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But some uh, that you feel like you're friends with them. And so like, if Hmm. you, you know, watch a lot of somebody's videos on YouTube and all of a sudden they post a new one, you're like, oh, sweet, my friend just came to visit. It's like, it's almost like somebody knocked on your door. Um, 
with these relationships, they're strange. I think our brains are just not wired to have that concept. Yeah, I mean, I agree with anything I follow and you know, or podcasts or whatever. It feels you really do kind of fall in love with the with the person or the personality or yeah, absolutely. And it, it is very odd to, to feel like they don't know me at all. They don't know me at all. This is one way, but it's still very comforting. And it's I think wacky. that really, I think that really shows when when some shows or podcasts or YouTube channels when when they transition into having you know other people start to be the main voice. There's this feeling of like. Oh, I'm not. Where's my friend? Even if, even if the like material is just the same stuff and like it's great and everything, you're just like, this is not my purse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanna, I had somewhere where I wanted to go, yeah, um, I but I don't remember it anymore. Um, was it, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, what, oh yes, it? yes, yes. Okay, now I know exactly what I wanted to ask, ask you about. You were talking about um, your, as your kind of online stuff has taken off your courses, um, your YouTube stuff, um, you are kind of trimming how much in-person stuff you're doing. How, how much of that has, was kickstarted or not by 2020, what happened in March? So uh, I don't know if you've heard, there's this awful, uh... <laughs> I am such a homebody that is, is the kind of thing that, that uh, like my girlfriend and I joke about, like, that I <laughs> haven't even heard what's going on in the world. But right, right, right. Um, you, you should sit down. Hold on. Just there's this <laughs> awful virus that's happening. Wait, what? <laughs> I've just yeah. been practicing in my room this whole time. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, like, yeah, had you so already started I, your your transition at that time? Right before. Like, I had been wanting to do that for, I had been wanting to start putting out lesson videos for a long time because I was, and, and so probably five years in my head before I started doing it. So 2019 in December was my first YouTube video and I've done every week since. So what oh was my gosh. it? It was like two months after that, that the pandemic hit, two months. To, yeah. um, and so I can't speak to how it, you know, for, I, for, I do hear that for a lot of people who already had, you know, established online stuff going on that it, um, that, their traffic increased in there, you know, cause everyone's at home watching things and stuff like that. For me, it was just the, be it was the beginning. I had no one, <clears throat> I had no one, uh, even at the beginning, it's not like the pandemic helped. I, it, maybe it helped, I don't know, but I, you know, I had, I would have a month where like eight people, eight views on my video or, or on my whole channel or something like that. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's always a, the phase and I was just like, I just knew I was like, this is gonna work if I keep doing it. Man, and I think that's, that is I think incredible. I think that's that the case is with so everything. hard to have eight, like have just nothing happening and just say, nothing. well, it's, it's Thursday. I, I just knew, and I think it comes with just, you know, over time, I, you know, I, I had a podcast many years ago. That was like a project I poured my heart into. It was this podcast called Song Chamber. And it was um, this, you know, it was my own kind of soul searching, trying to grow an audience, try to create I was, I was doing songwriting, talking about the music theory of it. I, every episode I would um, write a song and then talk about the process and talk about my, you know, all that. And I did oh, that's that. That's cool. It, it was really, really, um, in, in, it was really rewarding. I kind of overproduced it. I was really into, you know, shows like This American Life and that at the time. And I, I did, you know, totally on my own, basically that kind of style of production. And it was sure. completely unsustainable. And I did, I gave up on it before, before it really kicked in and, and, you know, and, and so when I started this thing, I was like, I'm not going to make that same mistake. I'm going to, the consistency matters most. And I know 
like I just there was no doubt in my mind that it'll work if I keep doing it that and, and I think that's the case for everything with everybody it's not about it's not about if you have what it takes it's not about you know because you just if you're going to keep going you're going to figure it out but of course that sounds easier than it is because and this is very relevant for what I'm teaching and stuff too like if someone just keeps trying and practicing and playing they're going to be able to play guitar in whatever capacity they, they dreamed of and um, and or goes with anything else too and so the biggest challenge is not can I do this it's more like should I do this is the is this the right thing is this how I want to spend my days is this how, how I want to spend my time you know I, I know I got went into the whole you know have a, I have a little bit of a motivational speaker side of me but um that's fantastic. I mean, that's one of the things I love in, in your, uh, I feel like it just in, in jumping around through your videos, like you're pushing effective practice is such a, or, or what, what is the actual like term that you use? I forget. Deliberate practice. Deliberate practice. Um, yeah. yeah, that's, if anything, that's what I've kind of started to be like, man, maybe that's the center of it all, right? Because then I can talk about anything and, and talk about the, how we show up for practicing deliberately. With it so there, there's through lines for sure even if i'm switching styles or top you know topics in other ways yeah for sure um but but yeah as far as uh i guess you were asking about the pandemic but um th that made me think of there's a little bit of a different beginning before before um i even started my youtube channel which is that i was teaching private lessons and someone came to me for some lessons um who already was doing they had a youtube channel that was doing well and um they were making courses and they said hey do you want to team up with us we have an audience if you make if you make a course for us you know we can team up and you know split it 50 50 you make you make a course on whatever you want we you know can can get it in front of our audience and so i teamed up with them and i made five courses and this is so i did a lot you know figured out the video production element of it and all that stuff so five courses a huge amount of work i mean making a course crazy amount of work and so I did that before even being on YouTube or anything. And because, and then when I, through that process, I, I realized that I wanted to do, you know, have my own audience and do it on my own. So I finished off the contract for them and then, and then started my own thing. So it was- Did that go well? The, what? The, the, the course, course you did for the other people? Yeah, it did. Um, it was, it was a really good, it was a really good experience. It was a learning experience. I just realized how much, you know, having totally my own domain was, was important to me because um, yeah. I just have my own, you know, philosophies on teaching and everything. And I just wanted to, to have my own audience and my own, you know, totally my own courses and stuff like that. But it was a, it was a very important stepping stone towards what I'm doing now and what I, what I wanted to end up doing. So it was a, it was a really valuable process and I learned a lot from, from them. But we were doing things just slightly differently, you know. I'm than I, than I would do myself. So um, I think it's similar to you know if you're in a band with someone and you have slight creative differences for um, just the sound you want. That's when people go do a solo project, you know. Yeah. Well, it's a yeah. crazy world that um, like the technical. I mean, there are things where this is not true, but for a lot of this kind of stuff that that you would want to do in the world. Uh, you can probably figure it out. Um, whereas before you'd have to have, you know, eight secretaries and, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know what you would do with eight secretaries. Well, I know what they did. 
I, I, you know, if I had, if I had uh, any amount of uh, a team of people right now, I would, I would, I would have so many things for them. I'd be like, oh, awesome. Let's work. Let's, let's do these big projects. You know, I think the hardest thing, I mean, you probably feel, I mean, I'm sure everybody feels the same way. It's just like the, the amount of ideas and inspiration we have for, for various things we could do. I mean, the idea and the inspiration is this one little thing. And then the work it takes to actually execute it and, or get it off the ground in the first place and do it consistently for a while. is like kind of an all consuming effort. So it's just tricky when in one day a human will have, you know, a hundred ideas that they're like, that could be a cool thing. So it really comes down to, do I actually, you know, is this going to be in alignment with, with who I am, you know? Yeah. Here you are doing a podcast. It's like the same thing. Like it's easy to think a podcast would be cool, but then you got to like, takes, takes showing up for it. Well, and then, yeah, I don't know if you talk about the kinds of things that you're trying to do or uh, what you're into with other people around you. Um, but I just know, I hear myself as I'm talking about ideas with like my wife or somebody else. And I'm just like, I told you the opposite of this two days ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, there's a lot of uh, keeping keeping that path and that consistency is, is real hard. And uh, I don't know, hard. At, at least for for me and so it's yeah as you say it's not like the I, th I think a, a lot of times people there are people who think that having uh ideas is the hard part but it's actually like ch choose choosing and sticking to yeah. a few ideas uh yeah. in, in my experience is like the tough thing 100 percent agree yeah yeah, I think ideas are, are not only the easy part, it's like the automatic part. Everyone's going to have an idea. And, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's like uh, a radar that gets honed over time, though, because like, I, you know how sometimes you have an idea and you're like, that would be cool if someone did that, or that would be cool if that existed. It's a different feeling when you feel like this is something I'm pulled to, to do. You know, the way I try to frame it in my mind is I start with how I want to, how I would see myself like years from now, even at any given time, how do I want to be like, what would a day-to-day -day spending my time be like? Okay, then what is going to, what could allow me to get to that point? Because if you start with like, this thing would be cool to exist, you don't really think about what does that mean I'm going to actually be doing when I wake up and, and spending time on. And if it's a lot of um, effort put into something that really you're not thriving in, in the actual execution of, then it's not going to work out, but you know, might take a few of those to, to realize it, I think too. So Man, for me, so true for me, it's um, as much as I'm st you know, still, you know, working on finding my voice and outlet. Um, I'm grateful for having the outlet I do, which is the teaching channel uh, and that that's never going to stop. And I'm only going to, I, you know, I feel like it's the thing. I feel like it's something that at least right now that I will do a weekly video for the rest of my life. Like that's how, I feel about it. Like, I'm not going to stop doing that. Uh, and I want to just fit in my other endeavors into it. So I'm like, what, what can be a unified, you know, thing that to be doing that lines up with how I want to spend my time, which is practicing, playing, creating, writing, uh, composing, recording. And, you know, then if teaching is part of that, then it kind of hopefully is a organic version of kind of sharing what I want to do anyway. You know, I'm not quite at the kind of organic flow state of that yet because it's still two years in. It's still newish to me enough that I, you know, it's not, it's not, 
I don't feel like I can just turn on the camera and share a thing that I was, you know, doing. I'd like to get to that point, you know, with a little bit of outlining stuff, but, you know, sometimes it's quite a contrived experience to be like, how am I going to get this video? What's it going to be? Which is good because sometimes they turn out great that way and that's, that's fine. But, um, but anyway, just a little bit of my, what I'm hoping to go towards more. Man, from the outside, it looks like you have it together. So <laughs> and well, it's, it, yeah. I appreciate that. Anyway, well, we should probably end it there. Thank you so much for talking with me. I really, uh, I don't know, I really had a great time uh, for the hour and uh, hope, to, uh, hope to keep in touch. Yeah, likewise. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I hope it was you know, in line with what you were hoping to get out of it. And you know, it was a great conversation. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, there were a couple things I wanted to get to, such as your awesome No Scrubs uh, video. Like, yeah. well, thanks for mentioning it. Solid A plus. I just uh, uh, sometimes you watch something and you are just smiling within ten seconds, and I was I was locked in for that. And I don't know. I just love That's watching a you play. Great example. That's a great example of like if I can merge, you know, what I'm putting out there for the teaching channel with something that entertains me as much as that, then I'd be just thrilled and you know maybe we won't be that 100 percent of the time but i'm glad you brought that up because that was just same with me i was like laughing when i when i came up with it i was sitting on the couch just like starting to do that walking baselines over scrubs i was like this is this is so awesome i gotta do a video on it so it was awesome there's like uh, so much joy there and it was just uh i don't know you're you're putting uh you're putting great vibes out into the world thank you i really appreciate that well you are too this is this is awesome uh conversation and, and just total positive experience and yeah Thanks so much.